Central Florida. I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and this is Off the Beaten Path. Today's date is January 28th, 2024. It's been a full week of news and sound bites and news that is being passed off as real news, much of which I would call the fake news. The time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. Please visit the Airbnb website for great resource articles for provocative insight, and please share what you have learned. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. My email address is off the beaten path, Steve, at gmail.com. Our call number is 512-248-8252. I want to start the show off with a big, big, big thank you to a RBN listener here, a um, patriot I, uh, from, from Idaho. Elaine in Idaho, thank you so much. And uh, you will be getting your protocols, health protocols, I'll be sending to you. And I got to tell you that your words uh, were very uplifting. At a time that, uh, you know, John and I were talking about this. We've, we've had this conversation many times over of how your career, in any career, but in radio, a little bit different. You're going to have ups, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. And that's life. That's life in general. You're happy if you're midline there, you know, linear. But it's never that way. Your careers are never that way. And in radio, you have your highs and you have your lows. And I tell you what, sometimes I know exactly what John was talking about. When he called me about two hours, maybe an hour before his show, before it was actually be part of RBN, he called me up and said, hey, Steve, I am burned out. But you take the show. I said, good, yeah, I'll take it. It's a, it's a good opportunity for me. And at that time, I didn't know if I was just going to be a sub filling once in a while, or maybe I might get my own show someday. That'd be nice. But if not, I was happy to, to do what I could to fill in for other people. Happy to do that. Happy to talk about the, the issues and, and bring you know attention to these issues and talk about get some dialogue on what's going on. Maybe find some solutions along the way also. But he said, you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows. And he would call me and say, I'm burned out. Would you do it? Sure, not a problem. I understand that. I really do understand that more than ever. It's been, what, six years coming up? I think seven years, actually, coming up next year, next November, will be seven years that I've been at RBN. That's yeah, pretty nice, nice feeling. I know seven years I've been here, and uh, they haven't kicked me out. Appreciative of that. <laughs> Appreciative of that. But, uh, yeah, the highs, the highs and the lows. And um, this was a bad week. This was a bad week. This is a week that I was... I was furious and angry. My mom got my text, and she said, you got to calm down. you got to calm down. I found this little emoji somewhere, and it just fit me so perfect. I don't know what it is. It's a little kind of a cartoonish character. But he, he throws his hands down, and the top of his head explodes. He just shoots a big ball of fire up in the air like he's, he's a hothead. And uh, when I found out through the week, finding out information that just, oh, major – made me irritated and angry. I'd send that with a link to somebody I know on my on my texting list, and I'd, I'd follow it with the little emotion with his head exploding, you know. He's a hothead. He's very angry. And I sent this off to a lot of people. And many things got me all angry and flustered this week. Uh, the Eugene e. Carroll uh, Award, uh, can you say reward or award, of, uh, what is it, $83.3 million dollars. We're going to get into that. That has got me really irritated. Um, Donald Trump, whether you like the guy or not, you got to admit the strength of this man, the, the character, the courage that he has to continue to get up every day and fight these bastards. I, I'm putting that lightly. When I call these people bastards, I really am putting this lightly because they are truly evil, evil people. Heartless, no soul. You know, and, and there seem to be sometimes winning the game. I don't know what's going on here. It's like living in a, an episode of The Twilight Zone. It's like being in a world, the, the bizarro world. What you think should happen doesn't happen. It's quite the opposite happens. So I got to say, Donald Trump, man, wow, to put up with all these bogus impeachments, all these trials coming at him, everything they're throwing at this guy he comes back and he says, I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not giving up. Well, I got to tell you what. Just based on that alone, I'll vote for you. Because these people are truly evil. 
And uh, anybody's got the courage to keep coming back and coming back and coming back and says you're not going to beat me is a guy that I actually want. And I know he's not your savior. He's not going to solve all problems. But I tell you what, if he gets in there, please, please, Donald Trump, take, take revenge in the most legal way you possibly can. It's your time. You've got four years to do it. Destroy the deep state. Dismantle our corrupt intelligence. Take it all down. And let's rebuild. And let's give this government back to the people. They work for us, not for us for them. They work for us. Let's remind politicians and we got to find we got to find something to to suffice and get through this this next year. Um, there's so much evil out there, evil in the judicial system. Uh, politicians, I hate them all. I really do. I really think they're just all working for themselves. And a new term has come by us that we should re- actually recognize because we've been seeing it for the last three years, and that word would be lawfare. Lawfare, taking the law, weaponizing it, and going after your opposition, your rivals. Sounds like communism, doesn't it? Just a little bit? Does it sound like communism? That's exactly what we've got right now. In the Oval Office, a communist, an old senile communist is what we have right there, right one now. And uh, I just got something last night. And it, it appears, uh, who's the backup plan if Joe Biden doesn't make it to the starting gate? in 2024 because he is fading fast he's got word jumble he just doesn't get it he doesn't know where he is he shows up in a hangar he's talking to somebody they they take it they, of course they mic it down so you can't hear it you can almost hear him say who are you where am i and uh, what what am i supposed to do here what am i uh, is there ice cream after we're done because that really is important to me all the signs of dementia This man has no doubt about it. In my mind, I've seen it firsthand. This is dementia. Now, sometimes they're able to stabilize it with the medications they got him on. They got him doped up like a racehorse on uh, on medications to to make him think a little more clearly. It's not working. Actually, what they've done is they've tapped out. They've maxed out the maximum on these medications. And now, guess what? You need more and more and more and more. And guess what? There's a peak level on these medications. And they're not working anymore. And now he stands there with a blank stare on his face. He, he says something totally outrageous. Or he mumbles. Or he says something. What, what did you just say? Are you having a stroke? Clearly not there. And the medications are not working. He is not going to make it to 2024. But the text I received from one of my good sources. Well, you know, we, we talk about my good friend, uh, Rob James, here on the network. He helped me out on Monday nights for a good six months before... The show was retired. And he sends me a text last night. He says, you don't believe this, but here it is. Guess who's applied for the filing for the presidency on the Democrat side? Guess who's the backup? Guess who's the backup from Joe Biden? Yeah, that's right. Big Mike Obama. Michelle, Big Mike, I like to call truly. You know, there's a trading football trading card out there with Michelle Obama on it. And, uh, yeah, Big Mike is the candidate looks like for the Democrat Party in 2024. All this time she's been saying, oh, no, I'm I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah, BS. Yes, you are. You want in there because we know what's going to happen. We're going to get a Barack Obama for a third term and a fourth term. And yes, they are going to try to steal this election. Either a war or virus or something, they're going to try to steal this election. But what's interesting about this one here is throwing Big Mike Obama into the mix so soon to the election time is you're going to have basically no time, no time whatsoever to campaign on any policies. You're looking at a freaking beauty pageant is what you're looking at, a beauty pageant. Yes, that's important to me. I'm going to vote on how somebody looks. Well, this is not JFK, okay? All this... Oh, he's handsome. I'm going to vote for him. Gavin Newsom, he's so handsome. That's really important. 
in saving a country how somebody looks appearance-wise. Give me the nerd with the thick Coke bottle glasses and a little Band-Aid in between to keep the glasses together because he broke them. He's too poor to buy another pair of glasses. Give me the nerd who can fix the problems because that matters to me. That matters to me. I'm still trying to figure out why anyone, why anyone would remain with the Democrat Party. I'm, I'm, are you not suffering a little bit at the cash register? Are you not paying thousands and thousands more a year in groceries and fuel bills, electric bills, everything? Are, are you not suffering like we all are? The ones who are staying with this party are those who are benefiting. I can't, I can't imagine Democrats saying, you know, most Democrats, I don't know very, I, I know very few. But they're paying just as much as I'm paying at the grocery store, unless they're just buying all this processed crap, cheap stuff to feed their families, which I will not do. Yeah, it's costing me a little more at the supermarket. I'm growing what I can in my own gardens. I got a deal for eggs next door. We trade here and there. I've got the barter system working for me. But, I mean, they must be suffering having the hardships just as I am with the groceries and everything else. So why are you staying with the party? Why are you staying with this party? You want four more years of this? You want four more years of economic devastation? Are you serious? And if they get you in a war, your taxes go up. Another virus, everything shuts down. You, you want that? Because that's what you had the last three years. Sadistic. I, I don't know what, what you can call it, but I can't imagine why anybody would want to stay a Democrat right now. I just can't understand it. I cannot understand it. I'm, i got two questions for you. A little observation stuff here before we get into the, uh, the topics tonight. I do have a call coming in right now. But I, I want to throw something by you here because my wife... I mentioned it to her at the Aldi today. We were at Walmart also. And uh, and she's, she's so funny. She said, you're saying that too loud. I said, no, I'm not. She didn't. They didn't hear me. She has this idea that everybody can hear me whisper something to her. And there are a couple aisles over, and for some reason I mentioned something to her, and she said, they can hear you. No, they can't hear me. I'm not deaf. But here's the situation. I'm at Aldi. We're doing our own checkout because they really don't have checkout people. Yes, you do all the work, and there's no price break for, for you doing the work. And kind of like the gas stations, you know, pumping your own gas. But I look over, and I see a young family without the father, just a mother, a son, and a daughter. And I'm going to say the son was probably nine years old. The daughter was like 11. Very well-dressed. appears that they may have come from church because it is Sunday. And they were very, very nice-looking family. I say absent the father, wherever he was, who knows? Maybe there wasn't a father. Maybe their, uh, maybe their mom and dad's a divorce. I don't know. But I look over a nice-looking family. But I do something just comes to me right away. It's just the focal of it, the optics of it. The young nine-year-old boy had a, a pink shirt on. Uh, a pink shirt. I mean, really, a pink shirt. And I watched his mannerisms, and I bumped into him earlier. And he said hi, and I said hi. And he was a very nice young boy. Uh, didn't have any of the mannerisms of somebody who's questioning their sexuality. Uh, you can usually spot those right away. This boy was uh, a boy. He was a nine-year-old boy. At least at this point he is. Maybe they'll groom him later on. But I, I thought to myself, I said to my wife, I said, you know your brother Craig and, and Kevin, um, would your mother have ever dressed them in a pink shirt and sent them off to school? Would your mom have done that? Oh, God, no. Well, Kevin's about my age. Maybe, yeah, Kevin's a little older than me. And uh, Craig is also. And, oh, God, no. So your mother wouldn't have done it. But what if your sons, for some reason, put them on? Who would stop them at the door and say, go back in there and change? You're not going, you're not going to school looking that way. Would it be your father, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, my father. Oh, yeah. Boys got to be boys. And uh, no, you're not going to wear a pink shirt to school. Um, a matter of fact, in the boys section back when I was a kid, I never saw a pink shirt, ever. Never saw a pink shirt in the boys' section, even the young men's section. Never did, never did. Because I know, fact is, if I had worn a pink shirt to school, I would have been called everything in the world, faggot, queer, whatever, and they would have beat my ass. 
they would have beat me up for wearing a pink shirt. Now today, kids wear a pink shirt. I don't know. Like I said, what happened along the way? What happened that mom or dad accepted the feminizing of their sons? How did this happen where pink was no longer a color that represented female? Little girls all like pink. My little, my, my daughter, pink. Everything. Sickening. After a while, pink, 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 pink. Everything's got to be pink. But now, for some reason, mothers and fathers have dropped the ball somehow, some way. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this happened. That boys are now allowed to wear pink at school. Pink shoelaces, pink shirts, you name it. I guess what's next? A ribbon in the hair? I don't know. That was the first question I asked myself. How did this happen? Maybe you have an answer for me. Where did it all break down? Where, where's, what's the catalyst? The catalyst that started this movement to allow young boys to look like girls, dress like girls, and it would be accepted. Where did this all happen? Did it happen in our schools? Did it happen at home somehow? Was it something in the media? Was it something with Hollywood? What was the cause that caused these, these, this change of habit that you're, you're, you can wear pink now? Where did it start? Number two was I met a young man today, um, very nice man. He was um, uh, very pleasant. He was um, very respectful, probably a good, good employee, I would imagine. And I was talking to him, and I did notice, well, I do, these are, these are things I do, I, I noticed the features of a young black man that had 3% black and 97% white. Actually, I'm tanner than he is. I'm tanner than he is. And uh, he's clearly black with his hair and facial features. And uh, I thought to myself, um, when it comes down to living in this bizarre world that we're living in today, if you were to identify yourself, how would this young man identify himself? What do you identify himself? And the answer to that question is he would identify himself with the race that would grant him the most benefits. This young man would identify as black because black is preferential treatment nowadays. It's part of diversity. White is not diversity. You get more benefits by being black. So if he has to check the little box, which one are you checking? I'm checking black. I'm going to go further being black, saying I'm black, than I will white. Because there is an attack on white. White shaming. Critical race theory. Interesting. Let's get our first call in here. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go to break or we're going to skip it. It's fine with me. We're going to skip it there, Sam. But let's go uh, out to Texas and talk to Andy. Andy, you're on. Oh, hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I mean, first you were talking about some politics and stuff, and I love your, you know, the way you're feeling about it. You, you know, you're thinking that uh, Donald Trump is going to probably want some revenge when he gets in there and stuff. But then you got to look you? at the 2016. Huh? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. In, in the most legal way, without being out there and just really I'm going to destroy you, um, think about it. If you if you dismantle the deep state, you take down the deep state, don't you actually punish those? Because those who are working against him right now are pro-deep state. They like the, the status quo of what they've got in place already. So if you defeat the deep state, don't you, uh, don't you actually affect them? Well, we're, we're presuming that deep state is defeatable. I mean, these people are deep-rooted. I mean, unless Donald Trump is an independent person and has some deep-rooted people in the deep state himself, he really can't make a difference. We're under we're under the guise of the dollar. The dollar was stolen in 1913. They stole it from us, yep. and they made it an, an instrument of slavery. And here we are okay. today, and we're all enslaved to it. So yep. uh, these people are the guys in yeah, let me give you an idea what I'm talking about here. So we don't know who the players are the deep at the deep state are. We don't know actual names, but we can we can we have suspicions. Uh, Soros is in there. Um, I'm starting to think wonder now if how many of the Supreme Court justices are already being blackmailed or part of the deep state. I, I don't know after this last uh, judgment against uh, Texas, 
with the razor wire. I'm wondering if they've been bought off or they're part of the deep state. But if you want to target the deep state, we may not know who the deep state is, but if you target what, what they love the most, and we're talking about the money and the power, and you have an idea of what their, their hands are in, involved in, you simply go after those, target those industries, target those things that are involved that you suspect they are making money off it. Think about it, uh, Andy. I've, I've said it a million times. It's always about the money. It's money, it's power, and it's sex. And maybe not all of yeah. the same order, but money, power, and sex is what drives many of these evil people. They want more of this, they want more of that, they want more of that. Money, power, and sex. So you target those things that they don't, now they don't make as much money anymore. And that's going to get them. Because they're, they're addicted to all three of those things. They want well, all I three. Would, well, I would wager a bet that uh, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street are the owners of Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, Ted Turner, and all these different billionaires. They're, they're, they're owned just like the corporations are owned by all these bigwigs and stuff. I would bet that the, the Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street, and probably a couple other heads up there, they're very big investment companies. I would bet that they're the actual heads of it. And you, then you got your Rothschild and Rockefeller, you know, because that was a conglomerate. Those two came together to take over the world, and they did a very good job doing it. So I would, I would suggest that all of our billionaires aren't really billionaires, they're just people who were con contrived to us as billionaires, that they did this, they did that, and they did this. And if you look at their companies right now, who owns the major stocks in there? Well, it doesn't sound like Vanguard, BlackRock, or State Street, but it really is Vanguard, BlackRock, or State Street, because all the other investment companies that are invested in there, they're owned by a majority of Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. So we have, we have a total monopoly here, and these guys work in tandem. And so when this happens, uh, we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I get up every morning, Andy, and I try to find something positive to focus on because this was a bad week for me. I, I was I was very irritated. Uh, was it Friday night? Friday night. Oh, was I hot? Um, the whole E. Jean Carroll thing. If they can do if they can do this to Donald Trump, could you imagine what they could do to you and me? Um, go after. Um, like I said, lawfare, the judge, uh, a crooked judge, a bought-off jury, and uh, come up with a huge, huge fine against you, a settlement. I tell you what, I know what they're doing. We know what they're doing. They did the same thing to Rudy Giuliani, $148 million judgment against him. Two, uh, what, two election workers in Georgia where they're stolen elections that we proved with the uh, 2,000 mules. Now, whether it was these two or part of the the stealing of the election, or maybe just a bunch of others, and for some reason, I don't know how they got their names thrown in there, but two of them claiming defamation and wanting $148 million judgment, they're getting the $148 million judgment, to two employees who made about $30,000 a year just hit the lottery, for God's sakes. <laughs> this is amazing. We've shown that there's crookedness. We saw the ballot boxes come out. What do you mean you're going to reward these two $30,000 employees with $148 million. I know what they're doing. They're trying to break the bank. They're trying to make everybody go bankrupt, who's either the, the competition, the opposition, or conservative viewpoints. That's what they want to do. They want to bleed you dry in the courts because they have lots of money to fall back on. And uh, it's... Well, we well, we have a lot of evidence to show what's going on right now as far as what we know and whatnot. But what would be a real mind twister here is that if all of this was for show, if this was all a Hollywood production, if they're really not going after uh, Donald Trump. I mean, Alex Jones is still on the air. He just got a couple of billion dollars worth of stuff slammed against him. Somehow he's managing to yeah. stay on. 
so is uh, Donald Trump. I mean, he just got these several hundred million dollars worth of all these different fines, fees, and what, including his lawyer fees and whatnot. Wow. And he's still managing to go on. He's still pushing on his stuff. It's, it does seem like kind of a Dallas production. If you remember the old uh, sit, not the not the sitcom, yeah. but the old nighttime uh, soap sure. opera Dallas sure. with Jr. and stuff. I mean, that, look how elaborate that was. And and then look at some of these shows. They do seem very real. And you know, if you didn't know they were fake, you would think they were real. If they showed that stuff on the news, you would think it was real. So what are they doing right now? Could it be? I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, could it be just a huge production, including the entire world? Think of all the people that conspired in this COVID-19 BS, okay? There was almost every country, and the ones that didn't, cons- you know, didn't, didn't go along with it, uh, some of them got killed and replaced and whatnot, yeah. and then they went along with it. And now think about this, too, because during this COVID-19 stuff, Iran, Syria, even yeah. Russia, our nemesis, China, for sure, yeah. our nemesis that they keep presenting on the TV, these are our yeah. nemesis. They also went along with it as well. So everybody's involved mm-hmm. in this, and so we really have to be careful to think, uh, you know, that this is a one-sided story and what you're getting from the news, even the, even the alternative news, that it's yeah. actually real news. you gotta, you got to pick and choose what's real and what's fake, and I think a lot of what's going on right now is absolutely fake. Well, I, I do believe there's a judgment against uh, re- rewarding two, two people from Georgia, $148 million. I don't even think, uh, for, first of all, that number is just outrageous. I mean, you, first of all, if you were a serious lawyer, you have to show where somebody saying you did this or that hurts your reputation. Now, wait a minute. You're, you only make $30,000 a year. You're kind of a peon in the whole system here. All right? So your reputation was hurt in how? In what way? And uh, you can't work anymore or something else has happened to you? No. No, this is, these, these judgments, what we're seeing right now, are, are it's almost like as if, if a corrupt judge is whispering into the ear of the, the jury is saying, make this one hurt. Make this one hurt. I mean, just look at the Eugene Carroll. They asked for $24 million. $24 million in the defamation case there against Donald Trump. And what do they get? They get a total of $83.3 million. So tell me, explain to me how this happened. That the jury said, no, no, that's not enough. We need to make this one really sting. I I just don't know how Donald Trump has not had a heart attack yet. I really don't. Maybe some of this is stuff to do that. Well, let's think about it this way. Okay, first and foremost, there's no way to monitor the jury system. Okay, there's supposedly random people from uh, from your society and stuff all around you that, you know, they have an unbiased uh, opinion about stuff. Okay, so now think about this. We can't monitor that. So how many how many juries, maybe they use the same jury they used against uh, Alex Jones to, you know, yeah. to go after uh, Donald Trump. You know, the same way some of these Sandy Hook kids that got shot and killed supposedly showed up in a... a, a an out-of-country uh, video shoot of another refugee situation or whatnot. I mean, all of this stuff is just phenomenally put together and stuff. And right now, it actually, it's 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 supposed to blow our minds right now because we, we, we should actually, all of us should be feeling like we're living in the movie Idiocracy. And if you haven't seen yeah. that, it's about right. the dumbest movie you'll ever watch, but it's about as dumb as what we're doing right now in society. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was trying to get to that in the, at the end of the show here, and this is where I would throw in, and I'm not a big guy in, on on artificial intelligence AI, but it makes you, makes you kind of wonder here if uh, you get rid of the, the jury system because jury system people can be bought off, and if you had AI intelligence, artificial intelligence that looked at facts only, facts at all, only because there was no emotional part of AI, then you would actually find truth. And maybe to get the right to outcomes in, in an actual trial, uh, this emotion or or the greed, uh, whatever is happening here, this jury reacting and acting this way to give a huge, massive judgment beyond the asking damages blows me away. We'll come right back to it. Andy, stay on the line. I got more to say about this.
tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. three more in the loop right now here evidently i've set off a wildfire here of conversation about what's going on but go ahead and let you finish up andy okay so let's let's go where we started at uh back to politics real quick i mean uh let's just let's just keep in mind that okay maybe maybe donald trump is pissed off this time and he's coming back with a vengeance and you know within the the realms of the law or whatnot let's just say that he's doing that and whatnot but if, in fact, he gets back in there, is he going to do the same thing as he did before? I mean, he, he got elected on Lock Her Up, and then he forgave her at the presidential dinner and had a standing That's ovation for her and praised her. That's good question. Stuff. So I, I, would just, I would just say to the American people who are listening currently right now, 
You're not going to find a political solution right now. You're going to find the solution with inside yourself and what you want to do and what you're willing to do to survive. Or even worth if, if survival is even worth it at this point. A lot of people are feeling worthless in their lives. There's nothing left to achieve. You know, we're getting older. The people who actually really care about this country are in the older category as opposed yeah. to the younger kids. I mean, there's some younger people that are grasp the idea because some of the parents were able to bring their children up as who they were and whatnot, but we don't have enough of that. And so it is kind of futile. And, and just like Mike, uh, Mike Judge, Mike Sledge, Sledge, yeah. Sledge, just on the last show, I mean, he's such an inspiring person because he just lets you know straight up, right to the point, here's where everything is at. And here's where it's at. And, and it's up to us to evaluate where we're at and whatnot. And a lot of people are just going to throw their hands up and say, hey, I'm just going to live it till it's over. And then when yeah. it's over, it's over. Yeah. There'll be no fight. That's the way it's going to be. And I'll let you go yeah, with, it's uh, funny. You know, with your show. It's funny. it's funny that you mention it that way because my wife and I were driving around today. And, and what we know now of what they're trying to do with the vaccine and depopulation agenda, which, by the way, is Agenda 2030. It was Agenda 21. Now it's Agenda 2030. It's been ramped up the whole agenda of depopulation and every way they could possibly get this poison into your body to uh, shorten your lifespan is is their goal you know cut the cut the costs because you bottom feeders are so damn expensive we got to get rid of you and we're going to start off a new civilization using artificial intelligence the elites will get to uh, repopulate the world it's like what was said at the world economic forum in davos switzerland last week it's like uh, the analogy they made was uh, cutting down the rainforest not all the way down, but cutting it back, trimming it back really, really far back, and then allowing nature to take over and let it grow back. It's kind of how they think of us. Uh, you've been here long enough, and uh, you're, you're, you're a consumer. You take too much, and they've used every excuse in the world of global warming and resources and everything else, pollution and, and uh, landfills that are filling up because of uh, you're too much of a consumer. Uh, everything they can think of to say there, it's necessary to thin out the planet here, basically thin out the herd. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I look at it. Yes, you know, I'm 62. Uh, how many more years do I have left? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to live mid-70s, maybe late 70s. I don't know. That all depends. As you just said, what kind of life am I going to have? If I'm going to be a slave and I'm, and I'm going to be thrown in jail because I I, uh, I point out the fraud of government and the Nazis throw me in uh, in prison for the rest of my life, then, then yeah, I don't want to live. Um, but I'm not going to stop talking about what I need to talk about. You know, I, I'm. We are the threat because we do know the truth, and we see what's happening. And we are at that point. You're right. It's going to take a younger generation to finally to wake up. And we point fingers and I make fun of the Z, you know, Generation Z that they're lazy. Well, I got I got to give Generation Z one compliment tonight, and Generation Z is smart enough not to join the military, not because they're cowards. Yeah. They realize that the government that they'd be fighting for are traitors to the American people. They see on TV those commercials how uh, how the United States government treats veterans. They 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 see uh, that Camp Lejeune, the poison water. They see what the what the government has done to soldiers and the American veteran. And, uh, they, and they don't want anybody to tell them, first of all, they that attitude, which I agree with that attitude. They don't want anybody telling them what they can or cannot do or put in their bodies. And uh, you're going to take this shot, and there's nothing you can do about it. Makes them a piece of property of government, and actually they are. That's what GI stands for, government issue. It's nice that they finally understand that. You are property of the United States government. If you hurt yourself and damage yourself, we can prosecute you for it. Uh, it's nice that they finally understand that. But they also understand that we we have a government that uses war or the threat of war to spur on a dead, a dead economy. It's being used to prop up the economy and Wall Street. They understand that. For some reason, I don't know how they do, but they understand the economic benefit to the very few of being involved in an actual war or a conflict. They like to call it a conflict. They're smart enough to understand that. And that's why they're so far down on recruitment now that they actually said, you know what, we're going to take in even kids now who didn't graduate high school and kids that don't even have a GED, we'll take them in. That's how low they are on numbers. 
for recruits in on most every branch except the Air Force. They're low on recruits, and they got to lower the bar now. Taking criminals, uh, pot offenses, eh, not a big deal. We'll take you in. They're uh, they're lowering the bar on standards because they're hurting well, so hey, bad. Steve, Steve, they they were doing that long before back in World War II. They didn't give a crap who you were, whether you had an education or not. They grabbed you. You you were a soldier. They were doing that before. It was only until like the seventies or so or whatnot where they started going for the educated people because they they realized they could have a smarter army, and that's when they started doing that. But but before you had these dingbats that were in the military, and a lot of them. That's why they got caught on drugs. They they were given drugs, but then they started doing more drugs yeah. as they went along and whatnot. And that's why you had the Vietnam people coming back and people spitting on them because yep. they were low life that went to army to, to war anyway in the opinion yeah. of uh, the TV and stuff. They gave that opinion to Well, the they also heard about the so, My Lai, they heard about the My Lai massacre also, and they assumed they're all baby killers, you know, and they, uh, that, yeah. you know that's not that's not the truth yeah. either. But yeah, they, they brought back, uh, they were, you know, part of the heroin trade, no doubt about it. Um, Andy, hey, I got to move what, on. What? I got three other calls behind it, but thank you for your call. Right, I always me, appreciate me, your let call. Me throw, let me throw one last thing in real quick. All right, throw one thing. Did, did you ever think at any time while you're a little child being born and whatnot that someday you'd have to pay to live on this planet that you didn't ask to come to? No. And I also never thought hey, I'd no. have to have a license. I also thought I'd never have to have a license for everything I want to do. There Think about go. it. How many licensures do you have to have? A license for this. A license to fish. A license for this. Taxes for this. License for this. The administrative state is out of control. And if Donald Trump can yep. get back in and pretty much put that on hold, the administrative state and, and regulation state and do deregulation, we will build this economy back up again. Only if he can get these things rolling. The administrative state is tying the hands of everyone who wants to grow. Keep the faith, Steve. I'll talk to you All soon. right, man. Hey, thanks for the call we got to go a little faster. I'm sorry about that, but let's get back to the calls. Misty in Kansas, you're up next. Hey, Steve. Sorry, it's not Misty. It's Misty's husband. Oh, Misty's husband then. Okay. Yeah, how how you doing, brother? I'm good. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, um, it, I'm, I'm going back to your comment earlier about uh, wearing a pink shirt would get your butt kicked in school and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I don't think that's fairly accurate. I think... The, the shirt doesn't define the man. The man is going to define the shirt. So you're going to get your butt kicked whether you're wearing a blue shirt, a black shirt, or a pink shirt. And I don't think that the color of the shirt matters. It's what's contained in the shirt that matters. Well, I'll tell you and, what. You get, a big, you get a big football player who's uh, he's got muscles on top of muscles, oh. and he wears a pink shirt to school. I don't think anybody's going to mess with the guy, probably. My guess is no. But you get this kid here. He's, he was skinny. He looked kind of weakling as a nine-year-old, and uh, back in my day, I don't know how I don't know how old you were, um, but I'm 62, and back in my day, again, you couldn't find a pink shirt. The feminine shirt colors, you could not find those in the stores back when I was a kid growing up. And yeah, my mother, I, my, my I, mother I and father would have never bought that. that. I'm not much younger than you are. I'm 58. And, okay. I, I mean, I had a, a lavender shirt with a button-down collar. It was really nice. I think it's more on the lines of fashion than masculinity. Uh, and, and I'll stand on that, that the, the, the shirt does not define the man. The man has to define the shirt. And that goes what? with anybody, uh, okay. whether you're in a suit or, in, or anything else like that. It's how you carry yourself and how you present yourself uh, to others on and are you willing to throw the hands? Are you willing to defend what you're doing? Are you willing to stand up for yourself? And well, I you know, typically, typically going back in time, typically I, going I, back I mean, in time, different colored yeah. shirts, and I never, I never got my butt kicked in high school over, I, over anything. Like I said, I, I never, I never saw. I know we had gay kids, and we had gay kids back when I was going to school, and we knew they were gay. We didn't bother. I don't care. I don't care. But uh, they were smart enough not to really overemphasize it. Their mannerisms we already knew, but in order to, I mean, to wear a pink shirt to school on top of it, um, would have definitely got them ostracized and ridiculed and probably some fights. And 
and uh, you know that's that's the that's that's truth. That's the truth of the matter. And uh, I don't know. I just I grew up, and I'm not saying you know macho macho my father. You know, you know to make us rough and tough boys, but we just knew there were certain colors that were just for girls. And a guy showing up in a pink shirt never happened. It oh, never I, happened. I, I, I still I, I disagree with that, and I'm allowed to do that, and you're allowed sure, to do, sure. you know, I, I just disagree with that. And I'm not going to hold you on there. No, um, no, no. You, you know, know I'm, other, I'm, other I accept your, line, no, I accept your. I, I think that the, the, the man defines whatever they're wearing uh, versus whatever they're wearing defines whether they're uh, a man or not, uh, or not necessarily a man or not, but defines uh, 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 the man defines the shirt, not the shirt defining the man. Okay, and, uh, so and, and, and if, you, if you, by all means, I'm okay we, with we that. I'm okay you, with you uh, agreeing with that all the time, and we like like what you, but we like what you have. No, to hey, say. let me let me stop you real quick here. I want to, I want to. What what would not be acceptable for a male to do? I'm sorry. I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. What would not be acceptable for a what male? What would not to wear? be? What would you find not acceptable for a male, a young male to do or dress? What would you find not acceptable to say? Really, that's not very manly, and uh, that's nothing that I, I am interested in hiring for my business. If you're an employer, and somebody comes into your office, I expect people to dress appropriately for interviewing for the job. I have done this. I've been in this position Correct. before to hire. Now, what would you, what would you say? This is that's too far off, and I don't want that in my business because it might be disruptive. And I want a standard, a high standard for my business, and I would not let somebody come in my business. What would you, what would you allow? What, what would you accept? Think well, that, about that. That, would be, up to, that would be up to the the standards that I have for my business. If I'm running okay. a clothing store, then I would expect somebody to be dressed with the trendiest clothing. I, I mean, if I'm going okay. well, to hire a man, I want them to be I'm coming back to you. Yeah, I'm coming back to you after this commercial break. Stay on the line. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying 
their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you've definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. The Rockies going back uh, to about 1998. A great jazz CD, if you like that kind of uh, music. Uh, it appears that uh, Misty's husband's dropped, but Misty called back. So I wanted to, uh, <clears throat> in the break, I was thinking about where did it all happen that uh, the pink color, the color pink, actually changed somewhere along the way. And my wife, I went out to get a drink of water, and she said, Blame it on Boy George. Um, yeah, maybe Boy George, some of the rock and roll people, maybe that's what it was, Boy George. I, I came up with something else, and she started laughing. She thought it was pretty witty. I said, I think we should blame the golfers. I, have you ever watched the golfers on the golf course? They wear all these flamboyant colors and stuff and their shoes and everything else. And I, I think we could blame maybe the golfers probably, but uh, she's probably right. Um, trends are set by... People in Hollywood, people in the movies, people in the music business, and uh, the kids think that's cool and that's hip, and if they can do it and get away with it, somehow they break the color barrier, <laughs> the color barrier, and uh, next thing you know, boys are wearing pink shirts, and like I said, I, I really seriously could not ever find a pink shirt in any of the areas where I bought my clothes. I couldn't find that. You couldn't find a pink shirt now. It's everywhere, and uh, so I just don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know if I'm being... Um, old-fashioned a little bit here, just saying, you know, I think men should be men. I think they should look like men. And uh, this whole thing of toxic masculinity is is uh, is being pushed by the other side to to feminize us all, feminize the, the young males, and uh, they're succeeding. And you look a lot of the males, the narrow hips, the hands, the everything, they're, they're just not manly looking anymore. And... Uh, as a nation, I think we're suffering. I mean, it's pretty sad, you know. You look at that kid and you're going, geez, you're just, you're not big, you're not strong looking, you're, you look weak, you're feminine, you look more female, you act more female, you dress more female than a male. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. Let's go back to, to the phones and talk to Misty this time. Misty, are you there? Hey, no, sorry, it's still Misty's husband. Oh, it says here that you dropped and that no, she called she, back. Oh, no, yeah, she called back. She, she does my dialing for me. 
Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, Should we just call you Misty's husband? Should I give you a first name? What do you think? John. John? I like that. John? Okay. Yeah. All right, John. Everything everything that you just said, 100% accurate. 100% accurate. What your wife said about Boy George, uh, 100% accurate. (laughs) Golfers, 100% accurate. Yes, I agree with that. And that's fashion. That's fashion. So you you asked before we went on the break, you asked, um, (laughs) what would I do if I was conducting an interview, correct? If yeah. I was conducting yes. an interview and it was for the fashion industry, I would expect the interviewee to be uh, at the top of their game on the fashion. Uh-huh. And if that happened Got to it. be pink shirts and it was worn by uh, the Army Ranger SEAL door gunner of the space yeah. shuttle, then, yeah, yeah they're going to get looked at a little bit differently than some of Okay, okay, the we're, we're, we're on the same page. We're on the same page, John. I guess if you're in the trend, if you're in the fashion business, totally different. But if you're an engineer for my firm, I don't want you to look like you're going to be on a game show. One hundred percent correct. 100% All right. Thank correct. you for your call. Appreciate it. The man. only Thanks. problem that I had with what you said was, if you wore a pink shirt, you're going to get your butt kicked. I wore in a pink my shirt time all you day. And in my time, you would have. I, 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 I welcome the invitation <laughs> to go ahead and give that a shot. F around and find out. All right. Thanks again, John. All right, brother. Thank you. Broadcasting Network, because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.